An old adage states that birds of a feather flock together, and I feel that that rings true for those of us who are the Seahawks faithful. Tucked away in the geographically isolated region of the Pacific Northwest that is often dismissed as South Alaska by the national sports media, not a lot of attention or credence is given to our Seattle franchises. Given the lack of discussion of our teams, the people of the Pacific Northwest, those of us of blue and green plumage, band together to create thoughtful analysis of our beloved Seahawks. This is Hawks of a Feather, and these discussions will chronicle the trials, tribulations, and hopefully the exaltations of our favorite team. Hawks of a Feather. I'm Zach. I'm J-Rob. And we're here. We're back. The draft has happened. Has, it's, it's gone through. We traded out of the first round. Sadly, Step one. Sadly, neither Zach nor I were picked. We Again! I thought it was here. I always put my eggs in the basket for the NBA draft because I feel like I'm a shoe-in. I can make it out of anybody in the league. I, I can make it to the D-League. But the NFL draft, I don't put so much hope into. But still, I put my hat. I put my name in the hat. Uh, man, I just really wish that like there was a market for 28-year-old mm-hmm. linemen who are like five inches too Here's short. the thing. There are. There's a market for us. We'll, we're going to find it someday. We're going to get drafted. 2018, look out. 2018 is going to be my year. Yep, I've been doing crunches lately. I've been doing chin ups, putting on a pro day. I've been putting on, yeah, yeah. So I put on a hell of a pro day at Idaho State University. So <laughs> put on a hell of a pro day at Skagit Valley College. And I, I really thought I was close to getting in, invited into the combine, but I still got a rejection letter. So yep, not my year. Twenty eighteen, I think it's gonna be my year. I think I'm, I'm, I'm a couple years out of college, maybe almost seven. Mm-hmm. So. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I'm very, very hopeful. I think I'm gonna go third round. I feel like you're gonna go through the round, man. Probably. You got you got the cut. You got the you got the guns. You, yeah. You're ready. You're strapped I'll, like an ox. Although I'll probably get drafted by the Cleveland Browns. If That's you're why I'll so be a lucky, dude. Go get part of the revolution. The Believe Land Revolution. Yep. Miles Garrett's gonna bring him to the Promised Land. <sighs> no. Trent Richardson was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Johnny Manziel was going to do that too. Yeah, it's Believe Land. That's what he hung out with LeBron. He hung out with LeBron. That's like everything. So, we just had a draft. We did. Seahawks picked eleven guys. Eleven guys. We recorded right after the first round, so we mm-hmm. were out of office for the rest of the draft. So we're here to talk to you about who we picked. Um, how we feel about? I them. didn't write down rounds on my things. So you'll have to help me out with that. I oh, just yeah. got their I got their names. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's kick it off with uh, our second round pick, which we didn't. That was our first pick overall yes. after three trades. After three trade three. I thought three. it was just two. No, we traded in the third round. Oh, so we traded really? Yeah, we traded with. Uh, but no, he was picked before the third before the third trade. He's nope. second. He's second round. He's second round thirty five overall. Yeah, yeah. And we had second round thirty four overall at the beginning of day two. We traded back one spot. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah, we went from twenty six to thirty one with Atlanta. Okay. Then we traded from thirty one in the first round to thirty four, which is the second pick in the second round. And then the first pick of day two in the draft was Kevin King to the Packers. And then Seattle traded back one spot, picked uh-huh. up, I believe it was a six, sixth or seventh round pick sure. for it. Whatever. Added more. To but the... we, uh, we, so we traded out of the first round. Mm-hmm. And like, that's something you and Chris kind of talked about with it's like a ploy to get, to get like, uh, like less of a contract to these people, less of an obligation to them. 
Uh, because yeah. the first round pick is such a spoiled, like, it's not necessarily contract. Yeah, it, it's the fifth year option. Uh, right, a lot right. of reason why I play, uh, you know teams draft back up into the first round is if your player is drafted in the first round, uh, like every rookie contract's a four year deal, mm-hmm. um, but you get a, like a fifth year option, which makes them more affordable because, yeah. like you know, in the case of uh, well, the Seahawks really haven't had one; they've never <laughs> utilized the fifth round, uh, the fifth year option on a player. But for like franchise quarterbacks, things yeah. like that, uh, like teams will utilize it, so you get like one more year at a reasonably mm-hmm. affordable price. Just, see, just for them to prove themselves, mm-hmm. right? And but like, yeah, so Hawks haven't used that in a long time ever since it was implemented. So we get we get we trade out of the first round and we draft Malik. Is it Malik McDowell? Malik McDowell out of uh, Michigan State. Michigan State defensive tackle, pretty like gifted physical freak. Pretty fast, pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Um, was kind of rated as like the number one interior pass rusher of the draft. He's not a big guy. He's just like a good. He's a lean tackle. Guy. He's like he's taller than Michael Bennett, but he's kind of got you know, uh-huh. like he's got a Michael Bennett. I mean, like style. The defensive. You remember back in the day when it was like Tony Saragusa yeah. was like a lineman, a defensive yeah. lineman, and you yeah, he had to be like a giant, big, fat, oh, big yeah. old fat guy. I mean, I would even say like Okun is uh, not Okun, um, uh, like Mebane is like mm-hmm. a, the last of the big guys, and then Big Red Bryant is like another big guy that's just yeah. on, the, on the line. I don't know. You got him, Sue. He's a pretty big guy. He, I don't. No, but he's a he's an end, right? No, he plays tackle. He's he's a tackle. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I I see him still kind of as like a lean. He's just got a, like a big lower body. Uh, no, he's got a big upper body too. JJ Watts like the one with the huge upper oh, yeah. body, he's little, little bitty chicken legs. Um, just you know, just swinging around in there, there. <laughs> just trying to get by. Uh, and then Aaron Donald from the uh, LA Rams. He's a pretty big guy. Yeah. Yeah, and those right. are kind of. But like the it's big... like tackles used to be like huge. Big oh yeah, guys. yeah. They used to just be like tackles giant, and O line giant fat just guys. Like, yeah, just fat. It was this like the stereotype. The, the I mean, offensive linemen are still pretty much just big fat guys. That's the last resort for yeah, fat guys. Last bastion of big fat <laughs> yeah. guys. Yeah, everybody else is getting lean. Yep, because the O line just has to be a big amount of mass, right? You got to be, gotta be turn over this mass, and then you'll win. Mm-hmm. That so they they'll just put in like five hundred pound guys if they could, right? I you would think, but they can't move that well. No, they can't. And so now they, you have shifty like defensive ends that could run around a 500-pound yeah, guy. Yeah, there's a balance between, like, fit and, like, girth. Oh, yeah, you have to be, like... You have to be, like, a, like level level to the ground, like, uh, like a building, mm-hmm. but you also have to be, like, lean, like a city bus. Oh, yeah, I mean, they're, like, you know, bears, bal- like, doing that. Yeah, ballet. there you go, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> giant a lot of, bears. A lot of things are jiggling, but they got, they got you. They're smooth, they're graceful. So what do you think about McDowell? Getting back to the draft. Um, uh, the biggest knock on him is the motor. That's been kind of the biggest thing is he was he was observed taking plays off. And taking like not oh. giving it is all oh. on every play. Ooh. But that's not that's not team stuff. No. It's and like, you know, maybe a part of that is coaching. Mm. Um so Yeah, we'll we'll have to find out. We'll get to see him in our system mm-hmm. and see. And he won't have to play every down. He won't start out that way. Like the this this bit culminates in like trying to rebuild Something that resembles the 2013 defensive line, where you have uh-huh. like big tackles and Michael yeah. like in the middle and some defensive ends, and then <clears throat> you've got your like third down, what they call the NASCAR package, NASCAR. and that was <laughs> that year. It was uh, Benson Mayo, uh, Cliff Averill, mm-hmm. Michael Bennett, and Chris Clemens. It's like you had guys that were speed rushers mm-hmm. on the field, 
And then, like, on your first and second down, you had Big Me Bane uh, and Red oh, Brian on the field. Yeah, to stuff the, the big run. boys, big boys. And uh, so they're trying to do that again. And so now your new, like, fourth down is going to be Cliff Averill, Michael Bennett, uh, Malik McDowell, and Frank Clark on the other end. Do other teams do that, like... Trade like, in and out? Yeah, for mm-hmm. all the positions. I, aside from like quarterback, quarterback's the one sacred position left yeah. that's like every down. You have a third down running back. Mm-hmm. You have like you have a tight end. Tight end sometimes are not even on the field. Yeah, you, or but sometimes now, you have all your tight ends on the exactly. field. Exactly, you'll have like a three tight end package, mm-hmm. and then sometimes you have like you're flexing in like defensive linemen for different downs. Is that every team does that? Yeah, or there's still old school teams that are just like you're my player for the defensive tackle. You got the starting position every down. You mm-hmm. got that job. Uh, I mean, like the offensive line is still very much like that. You don't really use interchangeable offensive linemen in a game. Which is that an evolution of the game? Do you think that's next? Uh, Do you think a, a new hybrid of of the game could be like you swap in for, per package, like different offensive different, linemen? Yeah, like that's well, a these rotating. guys are good run blockers. Mm-hmm. These guys are good pass blockers. Yeah, um, it's a thing that like it's the biggest position group in terms of numbers more often than not because you have to have five. Yeah, uh, of them so coordinating that kind of crew time. to happen and well. So most teams only carry usually about nine offensive linemen, so you couldn't have like two full Right, because you'd have to take from, because it's a 52, 53-man mm-hmm. roster. 53-man roster. 53-man roster, so you have to dedicate your, your packages to certain things that are going to yeah. essentially when you just get a guy that can do everything. Mm-hmm. Right, And you can only start, I believe it's 45 on game day, so yeah. like yeah. eight of those 53 are inactives. Wow. And you still have to have a punter and a kicker and a long snapper. So <laughs> yeah, you have forty-two guys to roll with. I bet you it'll be special teams is the next position that evolves like that. Uh, it's kind of where it's like going to be where you well you'll have a punter kicker. Oh, a guy that can do both. Yeah, yeah. Um, they still at this time seem to be two separate skills. It doesn't seem like they would be, yeah. but inevitably one day, like that'll be a huge value. You get an extra guy. Like, yeah, you get you one got more end. thing you can trade in and out. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, if you want to be evolved in special teams, if you want to be, if you, hey, kids, kids, kids out there in college, if you want to do, if you want to secure your job, if you want to change the market, yep, be a punter and a kicker. And if you really want to shoot for the rainbow, mm-hmm. become a long snapper, snap to yourself as the punter, yeah. and then kick it as the kicker. Work yourself on a good, like, alley-oop kind of pass yeah. from the snapping position where you you'll, run you'll go miles, kids. Freeing up three spaces. So every coach's dream. Every coach's dream. Added to the offensive lineman where it really matters. Mm-hmm. Just ask Seahawks offensive line last year. Yeah. Which leads to me to that, that second suck. pick. Let leads yes. me to my second pick of uh Ethan Posick. There you go. Thank you. No trouble. <laughs> Everyone had trouble with that one. Is it Posich? Is it Posich? <laughs> Which seems like obviously you gotta draft for an O lineman, but it seems like we're patching things up. It's it's a nice it's a nice pair of pants that we love. Mm. And we just gotta keep putting patches in it when new one when new holes show up. Yeah. I mean you're trying to keep some continuity there. And which... by the fact that we only drafted another offensive lineman, an offensive tackle. Mm. Um later on in the draft. Yeah, at the end of the draft. Yeah. Um, Justin Senior and yeah. like the tail end of the six. It's like they think that they'll be able to fix this O line mm-hmm. in some other fashion. Well, I mean, they addressed it somewhat in free agency. You signed uh, O.J. Abushi mm-hmm. and uh, Luke Jokel. And this is going to be, if we go, like, spoiler alert, we we draft some defensive pieces. 
we're focusing more on defense. Mm-hmm. We're focusing more on like, as we're probably going to just get into like reframing the Legion of Boom. Uh, yeah, getting the air airs apparent is the out. is the yeah the airs is the offensive line like not something we should try to invest our time into in the draft. It's things that well, I mean, it's not like we needed five new guys. Justin Britt was an adequate center last year, mm-hmm. so you got that figured out. Yeah, um, Jermaine Effetti is going to plug in somewhere along this line. A lot of speculation is that they'll move him to right tackle, but it's worth giving our time for too. Mm-hmm. To invest in their future, these people we've already had. We shouldn't just refresh the system of the offensive line. You should at least keep three pieces of it. And, uh, you know, uh, obviously Britt and Effetti. And then maybe Mad Dog Mike Lewinsky. You should have an open competition at guard. And it looks like there mm-hmm. will be a lot of competition this year. Yeah. Um, so, like, he's kind of the borderline guy. Obviously, you'll still have two of those pieces. So, you draft two offensive linemen. You took two in free agency. So you've kind of filled some of those holes that, you know, now you've got four guys to compete it out for three spots. Okay. Maybe three or two and a half, depending on like how much, like, so five guys for three spots with Lewinsky in the mix. Well, second pick. So I hope, I hope he does well. And this guy was super versatile. I mean, he's kind of like a Swiss army knife on the offensive line. He is listed as a center Mm -hmm. because that's primarily what he played when he was at LSU, uh-huh. but he played uh, some left tackle. He played both guard positions, so pretty versatile dude. Uh, so kind of what they like to see, he can fill Always. in any spot. I mean, we've talked about this. The the Hawks love, like... Versatility. Versatility. If, if it's like a, a utility player in baseball, you can mm-hmm. play outfield, you can play infield. You just are... You can play the game. The Hawks love that. If you're willing to, to, to change your position... They'll take you. Absolutely. Easily. Or if you can play two positions, like we saw mm-hmm. with guys like Wilk Tukuwafu. Mm-hmm. He's a fullback and he's a defensive lineman. Yeah. So you get like two uses out of him. Mm-hmm. Both sides of the ball. You don't see that any, mm-hmm. uh, anymore. Nope. Um, okay. Two third, third pick out of the draft. Shaquille Griffin. Your boy. Number 90. Uh, Central Florida. Mm-hmm. Cornerback. Mm-hmm. Big guy. Long. Uh, Mina Kimes tweeted out a chart. That showed that you know the average defensive back for the Seahawks yeah. has 32 inch arms at least, <laughs> like from shoulder to wrist. It's big wings, big wingspan, <laughs> big wingspan. <laughs> so he's got all those measurables. He's not as tall as Sherm, um, or maybe even like Byron Maxwell, six feet tall. So both those guys were plus six feet, uh, but plays a similar game. Kind of ball uh-huh. hawks as who as uh, as Sherman as Sherman and like you know the, what Therald Simon was projected to be able to do yeah but that never really worked out um, I want to say it was Jared Stanger of Field Goals tweeted out one hell of a gif that was like it was a play of Shaquille Griffin in college and Richard Sherman's first oh the side by side the side by side where it's like almost the exact same movement which in turn proves nothing it just makes me feel warm and fuzzy mm-hmm. inside like that has no bearing on how he'll perform as an NFL player. Yeah. Yeah. But just seeing those two things, like seeing that happen made me, made me feel good. I felt it, felt it in my heart. You felt it like, Oh, that's, it's like his son or something. It's, Oh my God. It's like, he's next. It's like an, you're next boy. And we kept the, so next pick in the third round. Yeah. 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 Kept, kept the defensive back. Do we have two picks in the, wait, we had four picks in the third. Oh boy. Yeah. We were wheeling. We were dealing. 
because we had a we had a compensatory pick. Uh-huh. We had our native pick at twenty six. Uh-huh. We picked up a pick from uh, I believe it was uh, Atlanta, mm-hmm. and then oh, actually, we had two compensatory picks that round. Hell yeah! Can I get a hell yeah? Hell yeah! yeah. Uh, so the next pick out of Michigan, Delano Hill, of uh, strong safety. Yes, and this is a guy who. Uh, in his interviews, said that he has modeled his game after Cam Chancellor. Mm. He's a big, fairly like big boy. Like in a single interview, he said at one uh, time. Post-draft in interview. Post-draft. Post-draft. Mm. After he was drafted yeah. to the... 7-10 um, game of call-up. And they're like, <laughs> hey, who do you model your game after? And he's like, oh, Cam Chancellor. <laughs> I'm going to say Cam Chancellor. I'm going to say Cam Chancellor. Uh, but yeah, big <laughs> guy. 500, Alex. Kind of a ball hawk. Um, we, we got another guy similar to it um, in some ways. Uh, but you know, kind of trying to keep to that new NFL position, which is that like Swiss Army knife safety linebacker hybrid. Yeah. The Cam Chancellor is the guys like uh, uh, Tyron Matthew, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Dayon Buchanan out in Arizona. Do yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So another safety. All right, Taylor. Before we get to that next pick, we just got a sponsor from a uh, affiliate in. Uh, Forks, Washington. Yeah. So it's actually uh, just Matt Olson out in Forks. Yeah. So we um, got uh, we ha- we have to send it off to him to get a weather report, um, just so we know what's going on in Forks. It's part of the deal that we struck with them. So here is local reporter Matt Olson out in Forks giving us the weather report. Okay, Matt, are you there? <laughs> ah! Can you hear us? Oh uh, yeah, it's windy out here, Matt. guys. Oh, oh, well, okay. Oh. Well, that was that was Matt Olson. Uh, we just wish him well. Stay safe out there, Matt. Okay. Um, well, okay. Let's get on with the uh, conversation about the draft. Back to sports. Back to sports. Thank you. Okay. Next Switch pick. gears to the next pick. Nazir Jones. Nazir Jones out of North Carolina. Out of Queens, New York. <laughs> Via Queens, Nazir New York. Jones. <laughs> Nazir Jones. Oh, yeah. You were having fun with that yeah. before. I remember that when you got Nas picked. the Rapper. Yeah, like Nas the Rapper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, like, uh, players are old enough now, like, that could be a thing. Yeah, they just call yeah. him Nas on well, the sideline. yeah, line. like, he was born in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> You're really going with this. I don't, I don't know if that's actually the case, but... You want it to be the case. I mean, it'd be kind of cool. It'd be so it's cool. It's a fun story. It's really cool. Like, Nas's son. Oh, no, no. Or, like, his his mom was just a huge fan of Nas, so she named her Nazir Jones. <laughs> eh. <laughs> I would rather be Nas's son. That would be way cooler. So he's a tackle for the defensive side. Um, North Carolina. North Carolina. How do you feel about him? Have you seen any tape on him? He's a big guy. He's kind of that Tony McDaniel player. Oh yeah, big boy at six five, three hundred four pounds. It's a big boy. Big boy. Yep, kind of a five technique nose tackle style. Um, could be kind of who knows a replacement for uh, you know somewhat of the role Brandon Meebane played. Um, mm-hmm. We also still have uh, Jared. Oh God, what's his name? We've oh God, Jared. What's uh, your name, Jared? Jared. No, from uh, Jaron Reed, <laughs> not Jared. Uh, from Alabama, who we took in the second round of last year's draft. Okay, okay. And he's... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yep. That guy, Reed. Yep. Yeah. Big Everybody boy. Him. Big boy. Someone else to come in, spell. 
compete with Quentin Jefferson, another big boy mm-hmm. that they took in the draft last mm-hmm. year, who they were really high on, but injuries kept him off the field. Okay. Yep. Father huh. of like five. Wow. Real religious. Dude, wow. Probably fits in right right in with Russell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which, like, oh, congratulations yeah. Congra- to Russell and Here Sarah Here we go. Wilson yeah, let's let's get that out of the on way. On the birthday, birth of uh, your daughter, whose name is Sienna Princess Wilson. Oh, yeah. yeah congrats. Yeah. Congrats. Congrats. Congrats, future junior, on your new baby sister. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... What what were we talking about before before we talked about? Uh, uh, we just wrapped up with uh, Nazir Jones. Oh yeah, so we're, then we're talking about Amara D- Darbo. Darbo, Amara Darbo, <laughs> Amara Darbo, a yeah. wide receiver, offensive side of the ball. We're back. We're back, baby. We're back to the offensive side. What do you feel about this guy? Um, he seems to be like the potential like stick for us, uh, Jermaine Curse. To perform well this oh, season, they, or in right? Training you were camp. talking about this. You feel like yeah. it's the, the flame underneath his foot. Yeah, I mean, making he, it forcing him to do a better job. You, you, we're still hanging on to Curse. Like he's still here. Really? Yeah. Really? Last still year here. wasn't like nothing. Like we're gonna just forget about it. Well, I mean, obviously they didn't just forget about it. They drafted Demar Darbo. <laughs> well, I mean, out of any draft, you're stupid not to draft a wide receiver at any part of the round. He's even at the bottom of the of the mm-hmm. pick, so it's not like compensatory. He's essentially a fourth round pick. And he, like, if they wanted to put, a, I would, I would, if if there was a threat here, I would have picked somebody higher on the chart, a better mm-hmm. wide receiver that that went early in the draft. You know what I mean? It's not that big. It's it's in the grand scheme of things. Like, I don't think that it's a big deal. I think this guy's gonna probably get cut easily. Oh, it's it could happen. He got drafted pretty high. Of course, Seattle drafts their wide receivers. I mean, Tyler Lockett was an early third. Um, Golden Tate was the second. Yeah, they don't tend to draft them very high. It's true. I guess that's where all our talent comes from. Is, is undrafted, undrafted, undrafted guys, undrafted guys. Curse. Uh, oh wait, Paul Richardson was the second round pick, as right? Well. But Paul Richardson has had like one four, fourteen plays in his career, uh, and more than that, he's had about maybe eight good games in a three good three year career. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. But Curse. Undrafted, right? Mm-hmm. Undrafted free agent. Doug Baldwin's an undrafted mm-hmm. free agent. Case uh, and Williams, undrafted free agent. We had Golden Tate, who was like our first pick of that Ta- draft. Uh, second round. He was the third, third pick overall in the 2010. Oh, okay. Uh, not third pick overall, but third pick but overall third for the pick Seahawks. For the Seahawks, yeah, yeah. Um, so we got a wide receiver. You think, what do you think about that? Like, I like it. I mean, he's got some, he's got some size, which is. Doug Baldwin, not a very tall guy. Mm-hmm. Jermaine Curtis, I believe, is six one. So this guy's mm-hmm. an inch taller than Jermaine. Uh, Tyler Lockett and Paul Richardson are both tiny. <laughs> they're real fast, but they're tiny. Yeah. yeah. So it's so this is a tall guy. How mm-hmm. tall is he? Uh, he's six foot two. So he's no Tanner McAvoy, who's like <laughs> he's six foot twenty skyscrapers. Yep. Mm. Uh, so he'll still like. I mean, just someone to compete with Tanner McAvoy should be able to fill in on special teams pretty much right off the bat. Yeah. So not a, not a bad pick there. Uh, and then we move on to the next pick in the draft oh, yes. in the fourth round. Yes. Where we took uh, safety Tedrick Thompson. Tedrick out of Colorado. Strong safety. Strong safety or free safety actually. Oh, this is the guy that they wanted to. Uh, who's essentially kind of 
in the whole discussion of did Seattle draft the Legion of Boom 2.0 this year. He's the guy that's like, so if Shaquille Griffin's kind of that Sherman guy Mm -hmm. who like, you're going to play opposite of him Mm -hmm. and should, you know, Sherman break down or demand to be traded again, you know, this is the guy that's going to fill in for that you're going to plug in instead of Sherman. Uh, Cedric Thompson is the guy that uh, is the sort of Earl Thomas heir apparent. Mm -hmm. He's fast. He's rangy. I mean, he's not quite the freakish athlete that Earl Thomas is, but he played really well at Colorado. Um, he picked off like a bunch of the like Pac-12 stop yeah. quarterbacks, Luke yeah. Falk, uh, the guy at Stanford, mm-hmm. Jake Rosen against UCLA. So uh, exciting player in that regard. Um, someone who can fill in for Earl, especially like a smart insurance pick if Earl's not ready to go at the start of the season. Which true, yeah, he looks like he's supposed to be. Um, and you think this guy is, I mean, picked him so late in the draft, you think this guy is going to be good enough to be able to fill those kind of shoes? If it were to be like the first mm-hmm. one or two games, you know? Uh, I don't think he'd do all right. I mean, the first game is against the Packers, so that's going to be a little rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, being against a high-flying offense in Green Bay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that could be a bit rough for the Seahawks if Tedrick Thompson had to start. But week two is against San Francisco. And they just still don't really know who their quarterback <laughs> yeah. is. So, so do you I think, mean, they were savvy in how they drafted. Do you think that uh, – we'll talk about San Francisco in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that this is like they're getting older? It's time to start thinking of the future? Do you think Carroll's already idea. thinking about the future of the Legion of Boom? Yeah, I mean, Cam Chancellor and Earl uh, Sherman are both uh, 29 – yeah, 29. And uh, Thomas is 28. So, I mean, NFL players, 30 is kind of that shelf for you. You've got guys that play way later, like Steve Smith. Well, what do you think, like, if like, guys do you think, like, like, maybe Lynch's retirement so young mm-hmm. kind of sparked he them to think 30? Still, like, he's a great running back. He was mm-hmm. a great running back till the day he walked off the field. Uh, Peterson's still trying it at, like, 32, right? Yeah, because Lynch is now 32 as well. Lynch is now 32, yeah. yeah. It, it's, and making a return. Yeah. I, th- I think, like, well, do you think, like, early retirement is kind of a thing where they're like, maybe yeah. we should think of the future? You, yeah. I mean, guys we're not young forever, right? Guys don't have to play as long. I mean, just is in it, the time. Isn't it an insult mm-hmm. to the team to think of that, like, we're drafting for the future? I mean. Fans will, per- like, you might have diehards that perceive it as a slight to the team. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, it's like, man, they're doing, putting their bodies on the line. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot. And if they want to walk away from that, well, they still can walk away from it, not, like, just be destroyed, like, physically by the time they're 40. Like, I don't begrudge them that. Yeah. And when they had their moment. They had their era mm-hmm. of time. Like, it's still continuing. They don't, they don't owe you anything. Exactly. It's not like... That's what we come back to. Is like they, Earl the, Thomas they owes don't... it to us to play until he's yeah. 40. Yeah. But what if it was... what? I think there's a point where some athletes, it, their career kind of becomes a guilt of, I owe it to you because mm-hmm. we're like Felix Hernandez we're watching right now. He feels like he owes us a single postseason game. Yeah. Because he's spent his whole career here. He's given all of his time to Seattle and that's, he hasn't gotten diddly. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing been around him. So with a team like this, the, with like Legion of Boom, they don't owe us anything because they gave us everything. Yeah. I mean, they, they gave got us, us there. two Super Bowls. Mm hmm. They one gave us Super one Bowl championship. Trophy. They gave us a lot of NFC championships. Mm-hmm. They gave us the tip. They gave us everything. 
I think that's when it's like a yeah, no, you don't owe us anything. Yeah, but when it's Felix Hernandez, I'm like, you know, come on, dude. I don't feel like Felix Do it owes us a postseason. I feel like Felix deserves postseason. Same. It's the same yeah. feeling. It's the same. Come from the same spot in my belly. Um, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Uh, aptly, you know. He draws up images of a boxer, of mm-hmm. a tough guy. Every single person thinks it. He's, he's one of four Mike Tysons in his family. His grandpa is Mike Tyson. His, his daddy is Mike yeah. Tyson. He Mike Tyson. His son Mike Tyson. <laughs> hey, when you got a good name, <laughs> spread it around. Just right? keep it going. Share the sugar. I also feel like they're just like doing it in, Mike, in defiance. Like, no, we were Mike Tyson before Mike Tyson was Mike Tyson. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right and when Just my... because he's Mike Tyson, we're not going to stop naming Mike Tyson's Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah exactly what i was thinking yeah yeah everyone went there mike tyson's a free safety yeah he's uh he's that kind of box safety he's also you know just like delano hill that you know he's the one that will be competing with delano hill to be like who's gonna back up cam chancellor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and was the guy that said he modeled his game after cam chancellor being a being a big tough boy both of them said that uh well Ted I I Tedrick Thompson said he modeled his game after Earl Thomas. Oh oh and like the ranginess. I might have misspoke and said it was Cam Chancellor. I don't pay but, attention. I'm just uh, coasting by here, dude. <laughs> and then but Mike Tyson's the one that models his game after Cam Chancellor. And you know, he's six one, two hundred and four pounds, not quite the same physical specimen as Cam mm-hmm. Chancellor is, but can still pack a wallop. <laughs> you can pack a wallop. Pack a wallop. Um, and then we go to Justin, Justin Senior, Senior Jinx, Mississippi State. Yep, just uh, a tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second, round. the other offensive lineman. Yes. that we get out of the draft. The one of the two six round mm-hmm. pick. Really hard to get real amped about, about a, a six round pick in the sixth round. Yeah, particularly an offensive lineman that the uh-huh. Seahawks picked in the sixth round because it's hard <laughs> to get amped on like the guys we took. Yeah, in the second or first unless you're sometimes. just drafting wide receiver after wide receiver after wide receiver after wide receiver, it's hard to get amped about these guys in the end of the at the yeah. end of the they gotta be fa- they gotta be something like oh that guy can't catch for shit but yeah. he's he's so fast he's so fast he runs that so guy's quick. called speedster. That guy, they called him the lightning. That guy, they called hands. But he's real slow. He runs a seven eight forty. That guy, they called Mr. Touchdown. You want to know why? He scored touchdowns. That guy, they called Mr. Whoop-de-doo. You want to know why? Because when he played, you go, whoop-de-doo. That guy, they called <laughs> Mr. Legs. You want to know why? Because he's got good legs. That guy, they call... feels like a really bad John Gruden conversation <laughs> with himself in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> He's setting himself up to slam dunk his own things. That's how he amps himself up in the morning. It's like, that guy, they call Mr. Legs because he runs fast. So then that brings us off into, uh, what is it, David Moore? David Moore. Out of receiver. East Central U. Yep. That that one. <laughs> that one. Good old Eastern Central U. It's such a small school. They just don't even have a state. They just, they're just East Central. They're just <laughs> di- directions, university. <laughs> Northwest College. Yep. Southern uh, East. He was a guy that they didn't even have really have. Like, I was watching these parts of the draft yeah. on my phone because yeah. I came into work on a Saturday. <laughs> so I was taking calls. I had the draft going. Mm. And uh, they kept cutting. Like, they're just pulling for material at the, these rounds of the draft. They're just showing pictures of him playing at some point. Not even just a picture of him. They didn't have any <laughs> they didn't footage. They have a single picture. They just put a sh- picture up. 
Oh, and during the first round, I noveled at how they had footage of like, it felt like the top 100 prospects that would be taken in the first round. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, They've here's got, a they've good got montage. guys for like up until like even the sixth. Wow. They've got footage of guys. That is work. And they even have like the NFL network kind of like a bit like stomp the truck. And they're just like, hey, could you pull up this guy's tape from this game and this year? And then rather than like the fourth or fifth round. And they like, boom, the truck could have it up in a couple seconds. Wow. So it's not like they have a lot of footage, but like for a guy like David Moore, sorry, Charlie. <laughs> Buddy, you don't you, get you it. You de- don't get the treatment. You missed the deadline of mailing your DVD. <laughs> um, do you know much about him? Uh not really. I mean, like I said, I didn't get to see any highlights about him. Haven't really read much on him. Not a whole lot of people divesting their time into writing about a seventh round wide receiver pick for the Hawks. Right, right. Um, one thing I've heard about him is he should fit in on special teams real well if you know they decide to keep him around just for that. It'll be it'll be difficult for him to make the team if all he can contribute is special teams. Yeah, yeah, that's not a good spot to be in. Uh, neither is the last pick in the draft. Final pick for the Seahawks in the twenty seventeen draft, Christopher Carson. Who mm-hmm. is from Oklahoma State? He's a real physical runner. Um, Pete Carroll wouldn't stop raving about him. Really? I mean, for the guy, his took, last pick. Yeah, he's like, oh, I just loved him. He might be my favorite player in this draft, which is crazy. Like considering, like he's the guy you picked all the way in the seventh. I mean, I understand why the Seahawks drafted him rather than trying to court him as an undrafted free agent. Yeah, because yeah. it's going to be pretty hard. Like, so they liked him enough to take him with that uh-huh. last pick in the draft because they knew that, like the guys that they have already. I mean, cause this guy's got a pretty big uphill battle despite how high Pete Carroll seems to be on him. Mm-hmm. He's going to like, there's about four running back. Posi- like, there's like a thousand on uh, any team. And so you've already got, Oh, I mean, yeah, Eddie for the Mariners, Hunt. we have like 60 running backs right now. Yeah. No, we got Eddie Lacy. We got yes. Thomas Rawls. Yes. We got CJ Prosize. Yes, we we got Alex Collins. Yep. We got Terrence McGahee, yep. uh, Troy, my Troy, my, uh, Troy main Pope. Yep. And then uh, now we got some, like, and then we got Christopher Carson, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure they took one as an undrafted free agent as well. Like they've been signing them, so wheeling and dealing running backs, just man. Looking, trying to get like the trying hottest to catch picks. Them all. Trying to, to uh, very hard. Trying to complete it. They the, Pete Carroll must be like in his older age, getting like he who has most running backs wins. <laughs> yeah, We're just he's the guy a, drafting fifty three running backs one day. <laughs> That's all we'll need. Um. Chris Carson, huh? Chris Carson. Out of Oklahoma State University. Yep. Has a powerful physical running style. They may also spend some time looking at him as a fullback candidate as well. Hmm. Because it looks like they're not going to want to bring back... uh, What was his name? Reese? Marcel Reese? Marcel Reese. Nor Will Tukulafu. Nope. They already said their goodbyes to him, and I'm very happy about that. (laughs) He's a cursed player. Go, I don't want to go down that road again. All right, so we'll have to quickly go through our undrafted free agent yes. signings. Just give me the lowdown on what I should expect from these guys. Through. Uh, not much. We got Darius Rogers. Never heard of him. He's a wide receiver out of USC. Okay. And mind you, like there'll still probably be three guys from this list that'll make the team because <laughs> that's just how the Seahawks are. <laughs> yeah, that's just <laughs> yeah. We got a fullback out of uh-huh. uh, BYU. Someone to add to the party. Okay. Even though the Seahawks did just re-sign. Brandon Codem, uh-huh. who we've had, like, he was an undrafted free agent. They've had compete for the past two seasons for the fullback slot. Uh, Algernon Brown, okay, which is a fun name. I'm just kind of <laughs> rooting for him. Just so you can hear, like, and they pass it off to Algernon Brown. 
Uh, wide receiver? Fish. Uh, what? Is he a wide receiver? No, he's a fullback. But oh. the Seahawks like to throw to their fullbacks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, then we got guard Jordan Roos out of Purdue. Party. Purdue. Okay. Uh, so, you know, once again, not hard. pretty hard to be excited. Uh, Skyler Howard, QB okay. out of West Virginia. Okay, Skyler Howard's going to steal the show. Undrafted free agent. Maybe. The Seahawks also did just re-sign uh, Skyline High School standout uh, Jake Heaps. Yeah, that's right. So he's back in the mix. And then you got Chaboykin. Chaboykin if they decide to hold on to him. Yeah. Because he... He's crashed your car into a oh, re- and a bark. Oh, and- right. <laughs> that's right. A little post, a little posty. Yep. So that's not in his favor. We got uh, Jordan Simone. He's okay. a wide receiver out of Arizona State. Don't know much about him. We got Tyrone Swoops. Oh, which is a pretty dope name. Swoops and steals your job. One of those, yeah. One of those like <laughs> picks you're kind of hoping, like, oh, yeah. God, please be oh, so good. Oh, and if his number was twenty three too. Oh, just twenty three swoops. <laughs> uh, he's a tight end out of Texas, okay. so like not the like farthest like job. Yeah, it's kind of locked in by the high draft pick and Nick Vanette, and mm-hmm. then you got you got Luke Jimmy Wilson. Graham and Luke Wilson yeah. who've got money now. So they're all, they're it, he's an outside shot, but I'll we'll be we'll be swoops in through the off season this year. We'll have swoops swoop, swoop, for you, dude. Swoop watch, <laughs> the swoop watch. Hell yeah, uh, Otha Peters, linebacker out of Louisiana Otha. Lafayette. Don't know much about him. Uh, Calvin Stein, O-lineman, just an O-lineman, no okay. no particular spot, out of Weber State. Tony Bridges, DB out of Mississippi. Mississippi. Hayden Plink, he's a tight end out of UTEP. And then we also got we also got a twofer okay. on the UTEPs with uh, <laughs> Nick Usher, uh-huh. who's a linebacker. And as of yet, that is the... Those, That's the list? Are, those are the list. The Seahawks are also going to have they have tryouts and invites to uh, Bernard Dawson. Oh yeah, I'm going to be there. A defensive <laughs> tackle. I'm on that list. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Zach, you got an invite? <laughs> yeah, I got an invite. They're going to work you out. They're going to work me out. They're going nice. to give me a jersey and everything. I'm we like, got, uh, hashtag West. Ronald Butler, who's a QB out of Tennessee State, and then Al Riles, everyone's uh, favorite, everyone's wide receiver from Louisiana. <laughs> there we go. That's, that's our list. That's, huh? that's the with tryouts and all. We uh, even dug deep. We got the tryouts for what, you. <laughs> arbitrary as they are, what would you grade the draft? Oh, um, I'm kind of down with the the B grade. The B the, grade, getting the B B minus. Okay. Because uh, it wasn't you know like the most explosive draft ever. It's really hard to get super excited about uh, you know picks that are. Guys that might not see the field mm-hmm. this year, yeah, particularly guys like Tedra Thompson. Thinking of the future, you can uh, grade it in four years when you yeah. see what these players become. And that's the thing; like, you really do need at least three years after they're drafted to kind of properly judge. So you can't really judge a player until mm-hmm. you know about three years after the mm-hmm. draft to see what kind of what they are. Uh, I mean, that's like Golden Tate didn't really make it till his third year. Yeah, he was uh, he was a guy that was on the roster bubble. Um, and then through some good luck, while he was getting third team reps, he was repping with Russell Wilson a lot mm-hmm. in practice. So they were developing. They had a, a connection, right? So when Russell Wilson became the starting guy, right. know, him he, and Tavares didn't up. have a connection at all. No, because uh, Golden Tate was hurt a lot mm-hmm. his uh, sophomore year, and Tavares already had like a, a bond with uh, Sydney Rice with right? Sydney Rice. Yeah. yeah. Wow. 
So that's really evolved where like Golden Tate and Russell Wilson and then Doug Baldwin and Russell Wilson. It's mm-hmm. been evolution. And that was the that. thing. Like Doug Baldwin and Russell Wilson kind of had a uh, like a rough start because Doug Baldwin dealt with a lot of injuries in 2012. Mm-hmm. And also the fact that he was getting a lot of the first team reps because he led the team in receptions his rookie year in 2011. So they were, he was like that guy. They're like, oh, we're going to feature you now. Mm-hmm. You're going to be a big thing yeah. for this team. Be a big thing. So you're going to be working with Matt Flynn a lot. <laughs> that's right. Matt Flynn. Matt Mem- Flynn. Memory Road. Um, okay, I think that's it for us, right? Yeah. That's, let's sign off. Let's, uh, honorable mention yeah. to uh, Brandon Roy. Oh, Brandon Roy, yeah. Uh, for shout Bird out, Walk. Shout out in a Bird Walk. Bird Walk. Bird Walk. Bird Walk. For being a hero, yeah, being a real, real gentleman. Yeah, I mean, shot in the leg, shot in the leg. Uh, what Taco- a guy, Tacoma, man! Tacoma native, UW standout, mm-hmm. uh, hero. Like for jumping in front of some kids yeah. while yeah. there's some gunfire yeah. going off and getting shot in the leg. Yeah, putting oh. risking risking your livelihood. <sighs> Hope for a healthy recovery, man. Yep. Come back. You know, shout out to another NBA star from the area. Yeah. Isaiah Thomas. Yes. And his, you know, condolences for his sister. Absolutely. If we have to talk hoops this episode, let's we'll talk, let's talk about a little Isaiah bit. Thomas. I mean, we're in the hot, we're in the throes of the playoffs now. Yeah. In the hot time. Boy, I wish. I mean, the songs would have made it into the playoffs this year. Especially if they got <laughs> Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Dude, Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas, Thomas and Russell Westbrook. Oh, wow. Could have had them both. Could have had them both. Could have had them both. What could have been, what should have been. Mm-hmm. This has been Hawks of a Feather. I'm Zach. I'm Tay Rob. If you want to reach us, you can hit us up on iTunes or on SoundCloud or on the Facebook or at the gmail.com. Um, if you have something nice to say, please say it. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. Yeah, and just tweet it at us. Just tweet it at us. That's what, been, that's basically been, our junk mailbox. We've been, we've been hollering at Mina Kimes a lot on Twitter. Yeah, Mina Kimes, if you listen. Uh, we'd love to have you come on. We'd love to have you laugh on our show. Uh, yep. Good night. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. All right, Taylor. So Hawks of a Feather is an Anything But Quality production. Yes, sir. And it's recorded by you and I. Tay Rob. And Zach. Um, and we recorded here at the Moss Isley Cantina Production Studio. In Mount Vernon, Washington. If you need to reach us, you can contact us at... Hawks of a feather at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.